Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 10, titled, Go. The only Teen Titans Go I will accept. <laughs> the Teen Titans Episode Go. Not that, not the separate series Teen Titans Go, which is awful. The Teen Titans Episode titled Go. That is the only Teen Titans Go in my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a prequel episode. We're going back to the beginning, doing an origin story of the Teen Titans, seeing how they met, how they got together, how they became a team, how they became the Teen Titans. And it's amazing. It's an incredible, incredible episode. It is so, so perfectly handled. And look, I've gone on record... As saying that this is my least favorite season of Teen Titans. I have made no secret of that. You may have noticed these discussions have been getting shorter over the last couple weeks. That is why. Uh, Because I just don't care to talk about this episode and analyze it as much as the other four. Or this season, rather. And I have said that if this show had to end... While I wouldn't have been happy about it, Season 4 was probably a better ending. Uh, They probably should have just gone out while they were ahead. And I think there would be a lot less... The demand for a revival would be a lot less if Season 4 was the final season rather than Season 5. I'm just going to say that right now. But... I am, however, glad that Season 5 exists... For no other reason than it gave us this episode. It is by far the best thing about Season 5. And it is just an absolute masterpiece in and of itself. It's this great, entirely standalone story. It perfectly... It does an amazing job of showing what these characters were like before the Titans in a pre-Titans world. And it sort of underscores just how much they've grown over the course of this series. It's really, really spectacular. And as I said, just seeing how these characters were in a pre-Titans world, how they were before the events of this series, it's so fascinating and so incredible to watch them sort of 
grow from these broken people into the perfect team we know and love. Uh, Robin is super serious at the beginning of this episode. He's taking all the cues from Batman. He's just gone solo. He's like, I work alone. I will protect this city. I'm a, I'm a lone agent. In fact, I love that moment where he descends upon a criminal in an alleyway. Very similar to Batman. To the point where there's even some bats that come out of the shadows. And then the the robber guy is like, wait, aren't you supposed to be with? And Robin cuts him off and is like, I work alone now. I just moved here. And actually, Scott Menville makes a very, very good decision where his voice is in a lower register at the beginning of this episode. And slowly but surely, it begins to... Go up and up and up and up and up to the tone we know today as Robin starts to loosen up a bit. Starts to shake off the self-seriousness of Batman and become more of a fun-loving dude. He sort of lightens up. He sort of becomes more comfortable just being a person instead of just batman light. So he sort of, over the course of this episode, he starts as Batman Jr. And then slowly, slowly, slowly starts to shake off uh, the similarities to Batman and become his own hero. Uh, Starfire, who this entire episode centers around, she's basically the MacGuffin of this episode. Uh, She starts on a prisoner ship and just escapes and goes to Earth and brings all this trouble, which is what unites the Titans. Starfire is brutal in this episode. She is almost like a wild animal. Like, she is very tough, warrior type. Uh, She has not become the more soft-spoken... Uh, more compassionate and not necessarily timid, but more open Starfire that she is in the show, that she is in the majority of this series. The more kind-hearted and more unsure Starfire She was very much just a brutal warrior type. And she sort of mellows out throughout the episode and becomes closer to who we know her to be. Cyborg is this person who, like, he's going through a trauma. He had an accident, which anyone who knows the comics knows exactly what this accident was. Just got these uh, these robot parts put in him. And he thinks of himself as a freak. He's ashamed of what he's become. Uh, he spends like half this episode in a hoodie. Just hiding the mechanical parts of himself. At one point he takes the hood off and is like, Hey, see? This is what I am. I'm a monster. I'm a freak. 
trying to get Beast Boy to get away from him, and it only attracts Beast Boy more. Like, oh, cool, robot parts. And over the course of the episode, he grows more comfortable with this side of himself. Beast Boy is very former, former, formal, very militaristic. Uh, he goes all sir and uh, tries to like fall in line. Basically, is still accustomed to the style of the Doom Patrol, uh, the rigid, militaristic, uh, fall in line, follow orders style of the Doom Patrol. That's all he's known. And over the course of this episode, he starts to grow more accustomed to the idea of just, you know, having a team who works as a team (laughs) and not just like a military squad. Over the course of this episode, he sort of becomes more comfortable and sort of becomes more of the goofball insane, just wild card Beast Boy that we know now. In fact, I love particularly the one scene where the Teen Titans call out how stupid Beast Boy's mask is. And he's like, but what about my secret identity? And immediately they're just like, you're green. What secret identity? (laughs) You're not hiding shit. And Beast Boy's like, Okay, and takes the mask off. And it's almost like the Doom Patrol, nothing soldier, sir, yes, sir persona comes off with the mask. And then he starts to get goofier and more insane and more of a wild card and closer to the Beast Boy we know. Uh, And Greg Kipes, he starts out at a bit of a higher register this episode. And slowly and slowly gets to talk like a normal voice. Like, he's kind of like, Oh, sir, yes, sir! Not that high, but you know what I mean. And then eventually he's like, Hey, I'm Beast Boy. Like, just the normal voice. And Raven is that, like, full-blown, I'm afraid of everything. I want to be alone. Like, I can't make friends. I'm bad. Uh, She is at a point where... She knows about the Trigon stuff. She knows about the demonic parts of her. uh, But she does not yet have friends to balance her out. She does not yet have a purpose to balance her out. And she sort of meets the Titans. And they kind of start to center her. And she grows more confident throughout the entirety of the episode. She uh, begins to feel more confident in her own skin. She becomes... A bit more open. At least by Raven's standards. Uh, (laughs) Like, all of them are very different people than who we see over the course of the series. And throughout the episode, they sort of become closer and closer and closer to those classic personas. In fact, if Teen Titans had kept going for more seasons... I have no doubt that, like, seasons 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, however many they wanted to do, they would have just kept doing, like, maybe, like, one a season, go back and see the origins and, like, the early years of the Teen Titans, the early days of the Teen Titans, before we start to see them. 
I have no doubt they would have gone back to this early prequel era and sort of filled in more of the blanks. But, of course, they didn't get the chance to do that, so, oh well. And the way they build each other up as a team. At the beginning, there's a lot of clashes. They don't know how to feel about one another. They've never met one another. They sort of get on each other's nerves. They push each other away. At times, they flat out fight. Like, oh, we're in this because of you. No, we're in this because of you. No, we're in this because of you. Sort of flames get stoked. But over the course of this episode, they start to work better together. And they start to get more on the same wavelength. Uh, That third act on the alien ship, they're like fully in sync. And they just know what to do. They just know how to work together. So they work differently as a team at the beginning of this episode. And again, just like with each individual, as a team, they sort of grow closer and closer to closer. Closer and closer and closer to the Titans we know. But it's great to see that transition. It's amazing to see how they evolve to that point. And there's some really great action sequences in here. Uh, The sequence where all the other Titans are fighting Starfire... Like, Starfire's going on a whole rampage, trying to get out of these alien handcuffs. And that is just awesome. That is such a badass, incredible action sequence. It's so damn good. Uh, when the aliens attack, basically from that point on, the entire episode is one giant action sequence. And it's so, so perfect. That sequence on the alien ship, in particular is so great and exhilarating and fantastic. I especially love the, ra- the the moment where Raven goes full on Azerath Metreon Synthos and crashes the ship. It's so, so great. You get the moment where Cyborg makes the sonic cannon and he says, I'm only going to say this once. Booyah. Meanwhile, we as the audience know, he said that more than once. <laughs> he ignored the I'm only going to say this once immediately, and the world's better for it, quite honestly. And then we get this ending, where everyone's standing on the island that would become the site for Titan's Tower, and they're just like, hey, we should work together more. They hand out communicators, and, like, they kind of... Do a bit of get to know you. They sort of settle into more of a bond. And it's... And the episode ends there. Like, they're just sitting on the island. There's no tower there yet, but there will be. And they're just forming the beginnings of the Titans. It's... It's such a great episode. It's so fantastic. It's so amazing. This episode... God, it's extraordinary. It's absolutely fantastic. And like I said, the best thing about Season 5 by quite a lot. It's perfect. It's so, so great. Uh, anyway, only three episodes left in the series. We are very close to the end, and from this point on, it's basically just gonna be a race to the finish. My god, it's... Get ready for some shit. I'm just gonna say that much. Anyway, uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in 
as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly by Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 11. Talk to you then.